Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I gotta say something. I actually got a bunch of dental work done the other day, and I have a temporary thing over my teeth. So in case I'm pronouncing things a little funny, that's why, in case my teeth look a little different he's got um one big curvy tooth it's one big tooth shaped like a bunch of teeth so yeah i, I found myself having a little trouble like pronouncing some word a little bit oh, don't like, worry oh i know i just wanted to let everyone know and you know there's always some smart aleck making comment about people's teeth <laughs> <laughs> there is yeah so i'll we'll beat him to it yeah <laughs> Four, three, two, one. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pontius Show. We're back. Yes. I'm Chris. I'm May. And we're in our new studio space, and we're so stoked. It's going to be awesome. And today we're going to be answering the awesome questions that everybody sent in. We got so many rad questions. So if we don't get your questions today, eventually we will. So thank you so much. And if you've got questions, you need advice, pointers, wisdom, guidance, anything, not just about us, but about anything in this world, go to chrispontius.com and follow the link to contact us. And we stoke to your question. You. Awesome. So let's get down to it. Yeah, so how do you want to start? Do you want to start on these Q&A questions, or do you want to... Yeah. Oh, yeah! But, 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 okay, He's Chris has something to show you. But first, <laughs> it's time for show and tell. I received a package <gasps> from Norway recently. Oh, yeah. And from Hell Knives. And I'm very excited to open this right on camera on the show. Ah, you Don't know drop it in your things. lap, Chris. Hell Knives come in these rad tubes. Ooh, I know what this is. This is the Mandra knife. It's the flat grind version. Uh, this is designed by Les Stroud, Survivor Man. He's awesome. And uh, I'm so stoked. I Right when I'm so stoked. Thank you. Here. And I have another <laughs> knife. <laughs> My lady hands. And this here, I know what this is. This is the Dell 
Pell's first kitchen knife. Oh, it's my favorite. Speaking of ladies, you're going to love oh, this one. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Give it to me. Point. Love Pell's knives. Uh, I'm going to continue to be showing the my sharp things. The reason why I'm a bit skittish around you and knives is because of One time experience. at a tavern, I was I, just, I had a knife out. One of my favorites, I was showing it to, to everybody in, in them. I accidentally stabbed Maddie. Yes. Softly. <laughs> but we'll never do that again. No, we won't. And everything was all right. <laughs> no, I still carry the scar. So it's it's fantastic. It's I a love, good reminder for both of us. Love Hell Knives. I actually have the Scandy Ground version of this one too. Some of you might know what that means. But, this uh, is a beautiful we're, knife. We're actually hoping to visit the factory out. And I think we will. We're going to on our next trip out there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so hell, we're coming for you. Keep those out just in case we need to survive. Well, I'm scared to have these. Oh, so like, we put right them here. away. Yeah. Because and- my thighs and lap. Is just That's a dangerous area to have area. around knives. They call that yeah. the triangle of death. Yeah. So let's put them back in its Yeah. Place. Let's do that. Okay. This is a dangerous part of life. Life is putting things back in its sheath. It is. This is the most dangerous. <laughs> oh. I'm a little excited, a little shaky. Yeah, this yeah. I'm not here to sell knives. I just love I love sharing them. He's just stoked on life and knives. Knives. Knives in life. And axes. That's how you take it out. Okay. Yeah, this is a crash axe. I always keep a crash axe in the car in case we like happen to drive by a horrible accident or something. Someone needs help. We need to like tear something apart. You always want to have one. That's what. Full one. Yeah. See. Yeah. Check it out. That is a sharp. Oh, this is very sharp. See, Mark. It ties for my sharpest axe. I tie that with my Niels Ogren axe for my sharpest axe in case we need it. We're ready. We're ready for everything. All right. <laughs> uh, Want to get into it? Yeah. Let, all right. Let's get into it. Thanks for the show and tell, Chris. You're welcome. And thanks for enjoying my show and tell. <laughs> and thank you, Hell Knives, for making awesome knives. And they, thank you, Jason Knight, for designing such an awesome axe. Yeah. And for being so handsome. Yes. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start answering these questions. Yep. Okay. This is from Pete. What are your favorite punk rock bands? I have seen you wear a Sam Hain shirt. Are you a big Misfits fan? Have you met Glenn Danzig? I am a huge Misfits fan. I love Misfits, Sam Hain, Danzig, all of it. And yes, I have met Danzig and he's awesome. He's We uh, we interviewed him years ago in Big Brother magazine and he let us use his music for different things over the years. And, and finally, I got to meet him at um, my friend London May's birthday party who played drums for Sam Hain. And uh, I agree, he's awesome. He's just so awesome and he's amazing. So yes, I've met Danzig and he's awesome. Uh, so this one is from Drew. Hi, May and Chris. Red Cox. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. So he grew up in the UK and he watched Jackass and all the other spinoffs as a kid, Wild Boys especially. Um, so he's curious to know, what's both of your most and least favorite parts about culture in the grand old USA? All right. Well, I think the my favorite thing about Americans in America is I think Americans are very driven people and just the feeling that you can do anything that you want to and the creativity, the inventiveness, that's I think that's Americans' biggest strength is yeah. just just, you know, you can do anything, make anything. Other places aren't like that, you yeah. know, like 
And um, j- yeah, just the inventiveness of in creativity. Well, I think of opportunity. Yeah, you know? in a you know some in many places, just not possible. So I think that's the drive, the American drive. You know, and all the people that come to this country with that same dream, the American dream is still very much alive in whoever's dreaming it. Yeah. And um, yeah, simple as that. My least favorite thing about Americans is probably that they're, you know, Americans are so isolated in America sometimes that they're not, you know, it's such a self-contained country, whereas many other places, you know, are more outlooking. And so sometimes, you know, some Americans should, might get a little more inspiration from seeing the world a bit more. Yeah. I and think with the internet, like it, things are getting, you know, Yeah, the internet's made the world closer, a lot so, smaller. Yeah. I mean, even states like... When I was a teenager and we like, I remember once we drove to Houston for a skate contest. It was like the amateur finals. And we'd stop in these little towns and be skating like something that we saw by a gas station. And people would be like, like, like never seen anyone ride a skateboard before. That's crazy. That yeah. and nowadays that's unheard of. And we were actually in a, in a cafe and this guy comes walking up to us. He goes, what is you guys? A couple of hot shit water skiers or something? And that's where the term hot shit water skiers came from. <laughs> and the answer was yes. <laughs> what is you guys? That's exactly what he said. I love it. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Cocks are rad. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I like my cock too. Yeah. As, you, as you, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, so this one's from Marcus. And he said, was wondering how the song for Party Boy was chosen and if there was any other bangers that nearly made the cut. All right. The song Party Boy came from um, this fellow named Dave Rowan, Super Dave, who is a friend of ours. And I think Jeff just called him and said, we need you to do a dance song that would be good for some male stripping. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he banged it banged out it quick. Out. And, and uh, you know, we immediately knew we had a hit on our hands. So... God, I can't tell you how excited I was after the movie came out and people would come up to me with their cell phones and like like they'd have it as their ringtone. Super Dave is an amazing roller skater. And he's an amazing roller skater. I'm surprised he wasn't at the Super Bowl. I wonder what Super Dave thought of while he was composing the song. Oh, he was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I I don't want to swear anymore. I got to stop swearing because Axe started saying a few words, but it wasn't from me and it wasn't from Chris. He watched this YouTube video. Of course he did, right? Yes. And it picked up so easy. What the (laughs) came out so swiftly and it wasn't from me and it wasn't from his dad. It was from someone else. And he thought it was just a great saying. Oh, he was fantastic. (laughs) What the, everything. What the, what the? Yeah, so we had to give him alternative things to say. <laughs> no way. Uh, no way. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Was one of his other ones. Oh, wow. And no way. And what else is there? Oh, and my mom was like, what the frog? And I'm like, mom, it's too close. Yeah. Too close. Yeah. She's, she thought that. Or okay. it was like, what the funk or something. Oh, yeah. Like basically oh, the yeah. same word. And like. And like with his little lisp and being a four-year-old, what the funk sounds like what the fuck still. So it's from Oblivia. If you could go back and redo a jackass stunt, what would it be? All right. One of the first things, if not the first thing that I filmed for jackass was the LA river jump in um, where Knoxville tries to jump this gap in the LA river on his roller skates. And that's when Bonnie, the lifeguard actually was born I went through all, all my costumes that I had in my truck because my job was to carry the ramp to the LA River in my truck. 
And um, I brought my bag of tricks, which was my costumes, and I just threw them all together at once. I had like spandex shorts on with the G-string over it. People sometimes ask me, why did you wear the spandex with the G-strings? The answer is because all superheroes wear their underwear on the outside. And that's why I did it. And I think at the time, I didn't even realize it. But anyway, when he, when he fell into the river, I wish I would have jumped into the river after him because I had this fantasy about just floating down that river, me in Knoxville, not a care in the world, and just seeing where it takes us. So, I, I mean, they probably would have fished us out at some point, but I mean... I wish I wish I would have done that. I just at the time I didn't even think of it until afterwards. Was, was it a good height? Like was the water at a good height? It was a it was that canal, you know, that yeah. goes through the main thing. But yeah, it was it was running swiftly. It had rained recently. And yeah, it would have been it was sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know how I'm pretty good at floating on my back. So Knoxville, on the other hand, would have been I guess I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened, but <laughs> I wish I would have gone into the river with him you know when someone goes swimming and, and you kind of wish you went swimming too yeah did you see the um la river during like that storm it was really high chris like it was it insane went to a point it went way where, beyond that canoe yeah. you know skateboarders always you know do like kickflips and tricks over that gap that he tried on his roller skates uh-huh. which which is amazing it's way bigger than it looks you know but yeah he he didn't even come close to making the jump and also i think he broke his ankle on that Who's? Knoxville. knoxville yeah because um, later he had a cast on, like in some of those bits. That's why Not he broke it trying to jump that like river. Walking. Yeah, but it, it was a treacherous jump. When and his it, eye popped out when he sneezed. Yeah. No, well, it was trying to hold in a laugh and his eyeball popped out. Yeah, someone made him laugh and, and his you. eyeball popped out. It was you. <laughs> it was in South Africa after he uh, had done this um this downhill sled thing in and in hurt himself. He didn't know it, but he fractured his orbital. So. Later in the day, I guess I made him laugh and his eyeball popped out, you know. <laughs> you know. I'll tell you why. Chris and I and, and Knoxville and Taryn, we were playing pool at one o'clock in the morning inside the hotel. And he pulls out an asp and he like whips out an asp. It retracts. And then he couldn't put it back together. So he's just sat in front of like all these hotel rooms, just doing this, like smashing. Slamming on the floor. Slamming it on the floor. It like, turned out it was bent slightly, you yeah. know. But yeah, Knoxville but thought that was at, hilarious. Like, 1.30 in the morning and, and Knoxville's like watching him try to close an ass. Over and over. In front of all these hotel rooms. Yeah. I gave it to my friend. He was able to fix it. And I got a new ass, a better one. An ass was a retractable baton. It's illegal here, right? In, here in California, yeah. 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 Unless you're like in law enforcement. But yeah, they're great, you know, and it was handy to have walking around South Africa, you know. It's less than lethal um, device. Yeah. Less lethal. But man, it makes you feel confident on the street. And it, it's easily stored in the pocket. Ankle breaker. It's, yeah. And, 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 but when you're, when you're handling someone that's not such a serious threat, you're supposed to go above the kneecap or maybe the calves here, you know, mm. or maybe, you know, in the side. I don't know. Really, in the situation... Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Even the Bojangles. <laughs> All right. I got another question from Anthony. That's more than Oblivia uh, asked that was, for. Uh, <laughs> you got more than Olivia, you bargained for, Oblivia. We love your name. Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony. Um, he, <laughs> it's not really a question, but advice. So... Um, I'm an anxiety-ridden father of a three-year-old who wants him to experience life and all it offers, but the world's scary man can't even bring myself to leave the house. What would you do in this situation? 
Well, I know it, it's, you know, you always want to keep your child safe. And I, I feel, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but with anxiety, you just have to just do a little bit at a time, you know, to, and get yourself more comfortable. Cause you know, you know, especially when he goes off to school, you know, you're going to have to, you know, just trust in where you decided to send him. And with anxiety, I find just in general, it, the best thing to do is express it, you know, talk to, talk to someone, write it down. Whenever I feel anxiety about anything, I just write it down whenever I have a strong feeling and it just gets it out of you. Yeah. I feel like, and that's, that's just to me is the best way to deal with express yourself, express mm-hmm. it, get it out. But with, with your child, yeah, just a little bit at a time, right? I think telling people around you yeah. that you, you know, you don't feel comfortable. I think now we have enough motivation to express ourselves, like telling our friends mm-hmm. that, Hey, I don't like this shit. Like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really big thing. Yeah. I just pretend it's 1997 where people don't get like to, you know, they, they, you, know I just, you know what I mean? Like no one gets offended. Um, you can kind of do whatever you want. The internet wasn't that big, but yeah, just pretend it's 1997. About, about anxiety with yeah. your child? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay that's a great <laughs> back in in the 90s like people just let their kid just do whatever and okay. now everyone's like oh put him put him in a bubble wrap him up in plastic oh yeah yeah everyone's like, horrified of everything i mean we're so yeah. protective of our kids yeah we're that we i mean but look at us we're okay you played the blind. idea of, of safety you the idea of safety is a false security anyway right in a it's really it, it's, people want to feel safe at all times. They want to feel secure, but really, there's no safety or security in this world. So, yeah, it's it's an illusion. Yeah, but you know, back then, when I mean, I was a kid, I did some stupid shit. Oh, like when I was a kid, like stuff that your parents would have you do. You actually like le- like all the kids would ride in the back of the station wagon all together, oh. you know, and that was just no seatbelts, nothing. It yeah. just wasn't a thing. It was just a different time. And as a teenager, like doing the stupidest things. Oh, like, everyone rode in the back of pickup trucks. Things. Yeah. I've been in a, in a crash in the back of a pickup truck where we all, we, like, well, I ended up going to. That was my favorite place to ride in the back of a pickup. It's I fun. I loved it. So fun, fun until, like, someone tries to do some hot shit water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hopefully that was helpful. What's the next question? Joey, out of all the places you got to go to during Wild Boys, what was your favorite and which place was your least favorite and or you regretted going to? Well, first of all, I don't regret going anywhere. And so, God, you know, everywhere is awesome in its own way. That was the cool thing about Wild Boys. We got such a variety of stuff because of all the places we went to. For filming, I'd say the biggest gold mine was India because India just had the most it was like our world turned upside down and there was just such amazing people to film with everything was crazy like in india it's not weird to see a dude just walking down the street naked at least that's what i saw and it was just it's just the perfect place to film wild boys there's awesome animals people are cool so it's a hectic place you know when when you leave india you know it it feels very relaxing but so, i think i got a question with that so like well, it's not really a question, it's more of a statement, but the guy that had elephantitis on his on his feet then mm. that you and Steve O licked his yeah. feet, the bottom of his salt, that wasn't actually planned. Right? Nope. That was No, we were waiting for whim. a train. We were we were I think we were just waiting to get on a train and we see this guy walk walk down down Wait, the walking? Yeah, just feet? walking, yeah, and walking down the way 
and um, we're like, oh my God, look at that guy's feet. And I ran up, I chased him down and I was like, um, can we lick you? Well, in <laughs> India, we to touch someone's feet is to pay them the highest oh. respect. So licking their feet must be oh, the highest amazing. possible respect that you could pay somebody. So yeah, of course what, he was happy. Footfinder. Yeah, it was gnarly though. Yeah. That guy was on it. Oh, he'd yeah, be a billionaire. Walking, shoes didn't fit him. And you know, it was crazy. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know, I was actually ended up fine. Um, it didn't, it didn't hurt shoes. me, but he, yeah, he didn't need shoes. No. It was crazy. The feel of those elephantitis feet. What did they feel like? Okay. Somewhat like the Pontiosaurus stress reliever. So this feels like elephantitis. <laughs> Balls. It really oh, like did. This. I'm not kidding. The feel of it was so oh. weird. Oh God. If, you guys, wanna, if you guys want to experience, if you guys want to have like a 4D experience for elephantitis feet, wild boys. Just lick one of these. The thing about Wild Boys is like, like stuff will just find us when we were filming. Like when <laughs> it's weird when you go out looking for something, you know, it just finds you, you know, and all these like amazing things happened. Like we, we went to this beach where every once in a while killer whales like slide up on the shore and grab seals. And um, we, we had two days to get it and they happened to be there that day. Like it's like uh, Mother Nature was just favoring us, you know, and but, you know, you pay attention to things around you. You'll see awesome stuff to film. But yeah, only in India would you would you see a guy at the train station with elephantitis of the feet, and ugh, you see crazy stuff. So yes, India's fantastic place to film. Good one. All right, so this is from Jonah. Hi, Pontius. Me and my dad are huge fans. Um, we're wondering where you get your thongs, and also if you have that truck from MTV Cribs. All right, where do I get my thongs? You know the crazy thing is. Without knowing this question before we left, I just decided I should bring a thong just in case. <laughs> just pulled it out of his pocket. So, yes, as you can see, no, it's not full-backed. It's a thong. <laughs> and this is actually one of my newest thongs. It is. We um, So for Wild Boys, we had a, a man, a gentleman named Patrick um, over in Boys Town that um, our JP would, would have make for us. And um, he he was our thong maker during that time, but I think he, eventually he shut down shop. So now my thong stylist is May. Um, where do you get my thongs? I got it from Amazon. Yeah, good old Amazon. And you can go down a rabbit oh, hole on Amazon with huge. May thongs. Um, so I mean, I bought a few different ones, and um, this one is actually good because it's got like a good pocket. It's flattering. It doesn't. The problem with some thongs is like they they bunch you up too much. Mm-hmm. You know, not as bad as women's underwear would, but they don't keep the penis in mind. This is a good fit. Yeah. And I worked in the lingerie industry for a long time. So, yeah, uh, knowing about thongs. No one knows more about thongs than you. <laughs> of course, you were styling ladies at the time. Yeah. God, I, I have yet to ask you about. Okay, you got to keep it in a different, for a different. This is, this is about other people. We'll save that story for another time. These other people's but questions right now. Stay, stay tuned, though. At some point on the course of, of doing this show, we will find out May's um stories of the lingerie industry Ooh la la and also if you still have the truck from mtv cribs no i don't have the truck from mtv cribs anymore i am um, i actually we were driving to a concert we were going to see metallica and slayer i think it was called the big four, big four. and um we were, and uh megadeth. megadeth and um you know we were getting off a highway exit and all the cars came to a pretty quick stop and we stopped and a young lady behind us um, wasn't rear-ended able to, us. She rear-ended us. The car was considered totaled. We were able, we were able to drive it home, but that was the end of the Toyota yeah. Tacoma. It was an amazing car, and it kept us safe. 
Her car actually went under the truck. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. We were fine, and it, great. Thankfully, no one was yeah. seriously injured. Um, but yeah, so and and the people that hit us were were not only like fans of metal, but they were big insane clown posse fans too. Yeah, ICP all the way. <laughs> so this is another one from Attila, and Attila, I love that name. We actually wanted to call Axe Attila, so Attila is a cute name. I really like it. He asks. How did you and May meet? May and I first met, actually, I was at um, walking down the street, and I think it was Dmitry Ilyaskovich's birthday party. Yeah, it was. And I overheard a woman say, where's Cheetah's Strip Club? And, um, and I was like, I, I turned, and I was like, and I gave her directions. I was like, it's on Hillhurst in Hollywood. Not that I would know. And um, that was the first thing I ever said to May, was director to a strip club. And... um. Then um, I, we ended up, cr- so off they went to the strip club. Yes. Had a really fun night. It was a great night. The next time we crossed paths um, was at a Motorhead show. And um, we made plans to go on an adventure afterwards. And um, the rest is history. Yeah. We hit it off. May and I, we first crossed paths unknowingly years before the Motorhead show, though. After May and I started going out, I, we went to visit her parents in Australia. And we were going through old photos we saw some pictures from a skate demo in 1999, and I was like, oh, my God, I was at that demo. And also, I ran into Dmitry Eliaskovich, who was also on that demo. Tra- I just happened to go there with some friends while I was visiting Australia. Dmitry was on tour with Audio Shoes in May. It was like her local skate park. Yeah. And none of the, um, I don't think May met Dmitry either, but he was in one of the photos. I was like, oh, my God. And May was like, you know, not an adult yet, so... It's good that, that you yeah. know, it wasn't obviously the right time for us to meet. Just but, a couple um, of years before 97. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where we first crossed paths. That was amazing. So I think, you know, I think the, life would have brought us together at yeah. one point or another. Like who you're supposed to be with yeah. is who you're supposed to be with. Like yeah. stars line. It's insane. All that other bullshit, you know, yeah. yummy, yeah. yummy. So, <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah, really good. Good one, Attila. Are you out, Bush? Yeah. I love you, Bush. Love you, Bush. Love seeing you. you. Okay. Well, hang. See you at the movies. Hey, say hi to Taylor Swift for me, okay? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'll see ya. He's like, yeah, I will for sure. Bush always finds himself in like crazy situations. I only, I see Bush at like after parties and like ex- exclusive after parties or VIP things. Oh, and I, I threw like first pitch at a Dodgers game and he happened to be watching the games. Yeah. He was there. And then he ended up in your suite. Yeah, why right? was he there? Like he was in the suite. And then um, we were at an after party for a movie that Chris was in and we turned the corner. Remember, Tom, where we had those really good burgers? Yeah. Um, so this after party and Bush is there. Like, Apparently he knows that lady that was married to Johnny Depp. Yes. Too. He, oh, he was really good friends with her sister, um, with... Johnny Depp's ex-wife's sister. All right. Woo. Next okay. question. Cassiel. Ooh, Cassiel. That's a good name. Yeah, it is. What was the most unsafe you ever felt from Jeff during Jackass or Wild Wild Boys production? Well, I wouldn't say unsafe, but the most... It might have been the most unsafe Jeff was. But one time um, we were filming in Indonesia. We were in the jungle of Borneo with the Dayak people. And... um. We've been filming like, you know, we've come from India filming 
and uh, then straight to Indonesia. We've been filming for like a month straight, and we we're so super tired. The Dayaks forced us to drink all these all this jungle juice, and uh, I I I actually left where, where we were filming and like passed out on a bench. Jeff comes down furious that I passed out and starts yelling at me, and, and he was trying to piss me off. He's like, "Yeah, you've Hollywood's gotten to you, Chris." <laughs> That's not the same Chris that traveled around to Honduras by bus. You know, you've changed. I got so pissed at him. He was he was trying to piss me off. So we we were it was time to leave leave uh, the direct people. And so I was on one little dugout <laughs> canoe, motorized dugout canoe, and he was on another. And I'm yelling at him, just wanting to kick his ass. And I'm like, I'm gonna get you, Jeff. And he's on the other boat. And I seriously was about to jump out of the boat and swim to his boat to like beat him up. Right when we finally get to the dock. I go up to like, you know, settle the score with him and he immediately defused it. And then we hugged, you know, said, I love you. And that was over. So (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told that story before, but um, yeah, that's my answer. But Jeff, and I'm sticking to it. it. He was unsafe for me. You, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unsafe things that they were going to have us film. I will tell you one thing. They, they had an idea to, to, to um, get this like blow up castle and take it down a ski slope because I I think the guys the um, Westchester guys Bam and Ryan and them did it on a, a little like you know Pennsylvania sized hill like where they ride it uh, blow up castle down a hill and go off a little jump at the end or something uh-huh. and uh this is in California in the Sierras and so they had this castle up on the top of this giant like diamond sleece ski slope and um it has it has the generator inside of it so. Not only is it eight people inside of it, it's this 400 pound generator too. Like it's just the most dangerous. It was the idea of it was ridiculous. Yeah. Dave Dave was the first to see it, and he's like, "I'm worried about this, but they're gonna. I don't want to say anything." I'm like, I looked at, it, I'm like, "No, there's no way. This is a giant human mount hamster ball." Yeah. And all the accidents that we've had on Jackass and in shows that our group, the Dickhouse, produced, like like Pastrana's show. Yeah. Nitro Circus and all that was when like tandem situations. Yeah. Like I, always when it's more than one person because your heads can hit together. So like eight people know, like that's like, yeah. like someone, it's when someone gets lost in translation, an idea from like going down a little hill turns to like the Sierra Nevadas. No way. You know, so we were, we called that one off. So yes, that's the most unsafe I felt. And I was actually just disgusted that the idea was even presented as you can see i'm still up and angry it was like one of those looney tune cartoons it was insane sort of thing drew it up it was insane as a cartoon and then they were like yeah let's do that and looney tunes has been a huge yeah. inspiration from stuff we filmed but yes, yeah that has. was ridiculous um that was that was a really good question yes and a good answer too <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is from Aaliyah. Um, out of all your jackass characters, like Bunny the Lifeguard, Party Boy, Roller Bobby, etc., which one is your favorite and where did they come from? Is there a significant moment where they were created? When I heard that question, I immediately was like, where's my thong? Where's my thong? I started feeling insecure. Right here. here it is. <laughs> um, my favorite character. Uh, all right. I'd say Party Boy has got to be my favorite just because the idea was... It felt I didn't I, I almost don't consider myself of writing the idea. It fell to me from the skies, like in different things that I thought of in life, like contributed to the writing of that idea to go into a store and want to like have them play, listen to your CD, like to see here how they sound in the speakers and then, you know, strip for the person it different things in life. And, you know, my 
thong that I happened to have with me when I landed in London. Yeah. Um, all these things like combined to create Party Boy. I happen to have all these things, different things that happen in life. It was the perfect idea. Yeah. And when I, when I, when, you know, Party Boy was first born, I was like, God, this thing's going to stick with me the rest yeah. of my life. I knew it. And at the time, you know, you know, writing around in the, in G strings wasn't like an accepted thing for men to do. So, um, yeah, but I'm so stoked to hear that like people dress up as Party Boy for Halloween and, and, um, you know, yeah, when, when that is, yeah, that's my favorite. But I love all my characters and, you know, I'm sure more characters are going to come about. I think Party Boy is just iconic. Yeah. You know, he's like, he doesn't have any limitations and he, it's like, you know, inhibited joy and it's natural, very natural. Want to know something crazy? And I don't think I've ever t- told this story. When Party Boy was first born, we went onto the streets of London and we ran into Boy George of all people. <laughs> I did not know this story. Yeah, we How were looking. We George? were looking for a, a new thong, so we were in um, Soho or, or a part of town that Boy George might have frequented. And uh, there, and someone's like, "It's Boy George." I'm like, "Boy George, Boy George." Were and, you uh, in Party Boy? I no, thought, oh, I was looking for a, a, a new thong for God. Party Boy, but I was about to be in Party Boy. Um, I can't remember why we needed a new thong. Um, but we oh we were looking for a British flag thong because oh. we were in England. Did you find it? No, we found the silver thong though, uh. which which you know became pretty uh, synonymous Iconic, with yeah. Party Boy. But uh, yeah, but I was so stoked to see him, and I was yelling at him, but he seemed to be having a great time with his pals. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but but I'll tell you what: when characters are born, it's because the situation demands it. Like for example, Benny the lifeguard. We were at the at the river. Knoxville needed a lifeguard. You know. And that's how how that was, you know, born. You know, our oh. keep, creepy porno guy was when we were filming by that lake, and they had me in a robe waiting. Um, what we were going to film, really I felt cold, like right? I felt like a weird creepy porno dude because that's what <laughs> they wear before on the sets of filming. And we were filming somewhere near where they probably film yeah, blue Chatsworth. movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, this is another one from Aaliyah. Can I yes, read another one? Yes, Aaliyah asks, again, or another one, uh, what's one of your proudest moments from all the shows and movies that you've done? Um, well, I'm very proud of the, the opener of um, Jackass Forever with because it was just such a huge idea. It was like nothing that we've ever filmed. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, Pontiosaurus was born. So I'm that, that's the latest thing that I'm very proud of. You know, that, there's no movie that has anything close to that anywhere. Like, that's a pure jackass idea. Yeah, I spent 
a lot of money. A lot of money. Over three million dollars on Chris's monster movies monster are kaiju movies penis. are very expensive to make on his Pontiosaurus. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I hope crazy to right. think, but you know they had the you know creme de la creme of the industry actually doing uh, all the all the sets, the little miniature sets, the puppeteers, um, ex- the explosions. Yeah. Um, and I mean that was, had, that's a big Spike screen Jones, type was, movie. Spike Jones is like. You know? Yeah, Spike Jones took the helm on that yeah, one, and it was amazing. Fantastic. And I got hopefully one day there'll be a Pontiosaurus movie. We'll yeah. go off to Tokyo. Oh, that would be fantastic. And uh, yeah, it'll drive everyone wild. You know, everyone's been really obsessed with Japan lately. Yes, I always see so many like um, real reels and videos about Japan, and it makes me want to go. You know? I watch anime every single day. Every day. What do they call that in otaku? I am an otaku. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Like, okay, I love so manga. I love. I, I, you know, I'm confused why you don't go to Comic Con because it's all anime stuff. Comic Con, I have been there for work reasons, but God, it's it's a zoo. Screw Comic Con. Let's go to Japan. <laughs> well, not screw Comic Con, <laughs> but instead of Comic Con, we can go to Japan. Chris wants to go to Comic Con. I no 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 I no it's too many people. Really? Yeah. You know, well, you know, it's not like Japan's sparsely you populated. Know, maybe we could put you in like a um an an outfit that you know masks your face. Maybe it's you a know, If you do, if you do that, have you been to Comic Con? No, I can't. I, I get anxiety. Yeah. Too many yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's yeah, gnarly. too many people. I, I get it's scared. That's, that's why I'm. That's an anxiety-ridden place for I th- me. Yeah. God, I, my favorite anime. I don't know. Like, I there's so many good ones, but you know what. I hate to say it, but Demon Slayer is Demon probably the most amazing anime yeah. of the current time. Even X likes it. And, and you know, the obvious ones, Chainsaw Man. And, um, oh, that's a good one. God, it's so good. And, um, and, um, yeah, he's got me into it, but, so. Yeah, I mean, the, the current ones, I, I, but I, like, I like all of them. Not all of them, but almost all of them. I'm not really into the slice of life girl type stuff. What I, what I love about anime is like the way the characters are. Like All the men are so muscle-bound, like... And and all the women are just like like yeah. giant boobies and and they're like even if they're superheroes they wear like the highest skirts with like garter belts like that's or like the, that's what they wear to school like it's crazy like Japanese people are wild. <laughs> it's kind of it. like this world that like they wish existed. <laughs> Anything can happen in in manga and anime. It's awesome, and I think that's Japan's like strongest like art form of current times. You know. In Hollywood, we put out movies. They put out anime. Yeah. God bless them. Love you, Japan. <laughs> we we want to go to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this one's from Tyler. I just prefer to get my animal education from Chris, and I know I'm not alone. Um. Just one time special of a Wild Boys reunion where you can, you guys aren't doing dangerous stunts around animals. Maybe just educating the audience about the animals. I would love to do a nature show and um yeah that's we're we're working on it. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully it'll happen. Yeah. That's that's what I've wanted to do since I was a little boy and so hopefully there'll be a nature show sooner than later. But yeah, you know uh yeah, it's a dream. I mean, you know so much about animals. I uh yeah, I've been studying animals since I can remember. You're so, a, you're a zoologist without the degree. Yeah, and I was actually going to study to be a zoologist, and our son is actually becoming an animal in expert. He's a himself. zoologist. He yeah. is. 
at school, like they're like shark. And he'll be like, no, it's not a shark. That's an oceanic white tip. No joke. Like in there, yeah. like, what? <laughs> That's a basking shark. <laughs> yeah. He brought a basking shark actually. To school today. They're supposed to bring things to start with B. So he's bringing a basking shark. And they'll be like, he brought a shark. No, it's not a shark. It's a basking shark. Yeah. He's crazy. I, I pointed to a few things and I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's a pitcher plant. And I'm like, how does this kid know what a pitcher plant is? And he's like, and then that one's a sundew. That's a <laughs> Venus flytrap. I love Venus flytraps. This kid is r- ridiculous. He's totally your child. So he loves nature too. So maybe we'll even do a nature show together. Okay, so the next one's from Angie. Where was your favorite place to party boy dance? My favorite place to party boy dance by far were the streets of Tokyo. By far. And I'd love to dance there again. What's that big crossing? Harajuku. Harajuku crossing. Yeah, that's where we were. Busiest crosswalk in the in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the best place. Okay, so this one's from Owen. What would you think if I went to a Halloween party, got drunk, and then went as party boy? Oh, I love hearing about people um, being party boy for Halloween. I love it. Like, a friend of ours was down in Boys Town a few Halloweens ago and was like, there's a guy with a boombox set up with the, the dancing. There's a huge circle around him, and he's party boy. And I was so stoked. So, yes, be party boy. It's awesome. And hopefully one day we'll have a costume. Um yeah. complete that but you can you know get what? can you explain to our um overseas listeners where boys town is boys town is an area of west hollywood where um the boys can be boys yeah it's the gay part of town yeah yeah and so yeah they have a huge halloween like festival in um yeah best food best bars best burgers i was a member of a gym down in boys town at one time best gyms great gym um yeah everything i i oh god i gotta say one more thing another like fun place to to dance as party boy was also japan um where uh, um for the rockabilly guys the guys that were dressed up like elvises and they're all doing like elvis dancing around you oh yeah they wanted to fight they wanted i let them i just let them i let them shove me and i just thought it was great like they didn't like party boy involved in their rockabilly style dancing and i love rockabilly and I, I was a bit of a rockabilly myself at one time. But uh, yeah, they did not like Party Boy being involved in their dance circle. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if they would have hit me, I would have just let him do it. You know, yeah. do what you want with me. Like the headlines. <laughs> I can see the headlines. Chris goes to Japan and gets beaten up by Japanese rockabillies. I would love to be the anvil to your hammer. Ooh. I can take it. Give it your best shot. I can take it. <laughs> I just want to make my shirt like so you can read oh, you it. Can That's get what your tits out. When you there, my tits actually aren't that rad. But I digress. <laughs> um, okay, so... my cock makes up for it. <laughs> 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 my tits aren't that rad, but my tally whacker makes up for it. There you go. As far as fun, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question What's for you. I have to stop you from going all these like different directions. This is from Spencer. Top three movies and your all-time favorite genre of film. Um, my favorite movies are probably Big Trouble in Little China. I like the Muppet movie a lot. And North Shore. North Shore, God, I have that, I've got that movie memorized. But uh, yeah, those are kind of like, you can learn a lot about life from those movies. They're my favorites. Genre, I guess action comedy. Yeah. I like to- oh, You like anime too, so yeah. there's anime movies. Yeah, that's anime. I I like um, Dumb and Dumber. 
<laughs> Dumb and Dumber's good. Um, Pulp Fiction, I think it's a classic. Uh, and 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 Friday, we, the Dumber original Dumber. Friday. I, I'm I'm more of a happy ha ha ha. Like I love to laugh, uh, like with anything. So I like how in Dumb and Dumber he pees in his butt. Like that was a genius. Like when they're on the moped, <laughs> like to keep warm. That was so good. And they're like. <sighs> That's one of the best in Colorado where the beer flows like wine. That was one of the funniest scenes ever in a movie. That movie is so good. It's so good. Also from Spencer, do you have any more stories about your onset offset beef with Danger Aaron? Aaron. Well, I wouldn't really call it a beef, but you know who did have a, a clash with Danger Aaron was Dave England. When we were on tour in Canada, they actually got into a bit of a brawl and Dimitri was able to capture it on film and in the future, we're going to track down that footage, and we're gonna oh. we're gonna watch it together, and we're gonna discuss it. <laughs> it needs to be seen by everyone's eyes. Hopefully, with Dave and Aaron, oh, it's amazing. They made up not long after it, but oh God, it was amazing. What a yeah, fight! It was a great fight. That's <laughs> oh God. Okay, has there, something to look forward to. Have there been any more fights? You like- see, Dave yanked Aaron off stage with the vaudeville style with a cane. And Aaron was furious. Oh, and, and he was pissing on him. And later, later on the night during the meet and greet, Aaron finally exploded and and um, he attacked. He punched Dave right in the side of the head with his rings on. To be honest, Dave had it coming. Dave did have it coming, as as Darth always has it coming. Oh. And uh, so Dave got mad and, and fought back. And he, the way he fights is like it was like it reminded me of like when you try to hit those gophers. He does, like he, he was like this. he scratches the weirdest fighting style, and he was trying to get him, and he couldn't quite get him. And then it was so awkward because the security had to like, like restrain Dave, but they did, they like liked him. They didn't want to hurt him. And, and eventually like everyone got outside in, in back in the RV, like, you know, um, Dave's head hurt and Aaron started feeling bad for him. He's like, Oh, here, here's some ice, Dave. And he like, he's like, if it'll take the swelling down by 70, up to 70%. And like, they made friends. Yeah, but yeah, at the bad. time, it was a very awkward situation. Oh, no. You know what made it really weird, though? Mm. We were stuck in that RV, and we had to go to a bar to track down some guy who had stolen Wee Man's merch. Yeah. Right? During that fight, someone stole a box of merchandise. They stole the box that I had set aside of double XL of 2XL and 3XL t-shirts. So they were very particular sizes. Um, so he stole that box and someone was like, yeah, he's over at this bar. So we had to like track this box down. We had to get a little unity time. and we were able to get the shirts back eventually. Yeah, we did. So there you have it. Something to look forward to. It was a the little clash, lot going on. The clash between Dave England and Aaron. Yeah. And there was a lot going on yeah. that night. So Yeah. Hopefully, we will get that footage for you soon. Thanks for the question. This is from Madison. Um, and she asked, Hi, Chris. I was wondering, which Jackass member are you closest with? Um, God, I'm close with, I'm closest with, like, all the guys that live, like, in California, I'd say. Like, all of us are very close. I mean, me and Steve, obviously, have traveled a lot together. We're super close. Me and Knoxville are super close. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um there's a few and, and we're close in different ways there's a few. too there's like and loomis and loomis yeah loomis um so yeah all, all the california guys and, and we man when when they come to um, town dave, it's like dave too i mean we're all very close yeah, yeah so yeah 
I think like, you know, that's the type of friendship that you want, uh, like the friendships that you can pause and then go back to them where you don't have to keep on like, you know, communicating with them every single day to make sure that they're, they're they have um, some sort of yeah, just, the friends like, that you the don't need to you like, don't have to coddle all the time. Yeah, you're you cannot see a friend for like five yes. years and then it seems like yesterday when yeah. you run into them. You just press pause. Yeah, like there shouldn't be any feelings developing between that time that you don't see them, and I think that's the a big huge reason why a lot of people fall out is they they start like you know manifesting things in their mind i've had friendships like that disintegrate because you know time but then i've got a lot of friends that you can just press pause and go back to it and it's like nothing ever happened all right so the next question is from spencer what do you think about the y2k aesthetic coming back well spencer what do you (laughs) think about the y2k aesthetic coming back i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) you know when like 1997. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants it to be the 90s again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, God. I love it. Yeah. No, remember we saw those kids crossing the street and we were just like, oh, my God. Like, that it was like. Where's like giant pants and little yeah. tiny wheels? Tom Penny style. Yeah. God. Uh, beans in the summer with, um, with like tank tops and huge Jenko pants. Yeah. I don't know what I think of it. But uh... Chris is not really into fashion. He's not a fashion guy. Or the guy 90s. Guy. <laughs> I love the 90s. Oh, yeah. No. no that, uh, I think it was it's, great. I mean, it, I mean, it yeah. served its purpose, right? Yeah. You could carry so much stuff in those pockets. Fashion always, you know, like reviews. It starts, you know, the 60s and the, the 50s, 60s, 70s. And eventually, I guess, here we are. Well, you know, I mean, that was, I think the Y2K aesthetic, I think it just, you know, vindicates the kids back then, which was us like wearing what we wore because now kids 20 years later are wearing the same things that we wore and we're like, that's that's what I wore. All right, Michael, being party boy gets lots of great reactions out of people. Was there ever a time things got seriously out of hand or that you felt the bit had gone too far? Early jackass bits of you pissing off dudes just by being in a thong are amazing, but did anyone ever take it too seriously? Well... The world was such a different place when we first started filming Jackass. Like, you know, you'd be filming, you'd run around like, you know, naked or we're skating and jockstrap. You know, people would actually want to fight you. And like now, you know, once that went on TV and those people saw that, then they'd be super stoked. Like, it's it's a lot more open now. Before, like, people were so afraid. Especially homophobic. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone was like, so. you're running around naked with your friends. You know, you're gay. And then gay people were like, were like, when I was growing up, gay people were like delinquents, you know, in the eyes of, of the public, you know, mm. and and all these things like, are you guys gay? Are you guys gay? And it was like, this is not something that gay dudes do. This is just we- us running around. It was just, everyone was just so afraid then. And I think what one great thing that Jackass did was, you know, like made that like, okay. Yeah. Because it was, it was lame for people to feel like they can't like be, be silly goofing around with their friends, you know, run around naked's funny. And being naked are, is being naked is funny. The penises are hilarious. If you strip everyone down, like all of their, you lose all your inhibitions. Yeah, you know, you've got nothing left to lose, and that's when the fun starts. Yeah, that that was a really good question. Yes, it was. And and Anthony asks, "Hey guys, love the show. I've always wondered how you guys came up with the idea for the pranks and stunts. Is there a process you guys go through, or a writer's room you guys sit in?" Well, yes. It's like this, like. One person will think of an idea, 
and then say it to others and then they'll add to that. And then, you know, it just grows. Like it starts with one little thing and then, you know, someone thinks of something on top of that. It's like a band, you yeah. know, someone add, puts, you know, adds and puts an ingredient in another ingredient. And then, you know, when you actually start filming, it turns into something completely different. Yeah. And surprisingly, there's a lot of pictures involved. There's a lot of like drawing. Yeah. Diagrams. I know that like Knoxville, like a lot of his are diagrams. So yeah, that's how ideas just start from hanging out with each other. And when you're with this group of people, the chemistry, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of people have friends like this. When you're around certain people, just things happen. And when this group, we just got so blessed with like yeah. this awesome chemistry, you know, like when you get these people together, this happens. Jackass is what happens. It looks more, it yeah. looks so natural, you know, yeah. when you guys are on, um, you know, on TV and you're doing these stunts and you're doing these jokes, I think it looks really yeah. natural in comparison to those ones that you see a lot nowadays that everything's so written. Like, yeah, like a reality TV, yeah, yeah. they write it. And like a lot of these prank shows actually are like fake. And Jackass isn't fake. There's like, we're just uh, anti that, you know, nothing's like, but all a lot of these things are like, but with Jackass, it's, it's just, you put these people together and you turn a camera on, you get, you'll get Jackass. So if God, in a perfect world, we would just always be together. They'd be filming us and you'd have funny stuff all the time. It just, something magical happened with this group of people together. Yeah. You couldn't write that. It just happens. In a perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect, it'd be a weird world. Be him. But um, it would be perfect, <laughs> perfectly you effed up. You can beep that, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so this is from Benji. Oh, he says, g'day. Oh, he's from Australia. Okay, I was wondering, what was the worst, most painful, blood, etc. did you really mess, that, mer- that messed you up? Um, and to follow up, was there one that you expected to be horrible but wasn't that bad? I think this is about your stunts, your doodle stunts, um, your, your your penis stunts. Oh, penis stunts. Um, it, oh, I get it. Get it? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought. Um, God, first day there was a thing where they're going to have me put my penis through a hole, like it was a mouse. It was supposed to go into a mouse trap, but then, which was dreadful, and and the way it was shaped, it was really difficult to get my wiener into it because Jeff, the way Jeff was saying, it was like the the <laughs> Jeff's imagination the penis would come out you know like a mouse and just kind of fall into this mouse trap and um it was just next to impossible to let it do it and then eventually it does go into the mouse trap and it's like oh it doesn't look visually good enough we're gonna have to use a rat trap so they get a rat trap for my penis to go into and i'm dreading this and the only way my penis is going to survive this is if i can manage to get myself just a little bit hard <laughs> yeah so i had to fantasize a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and um and get my get myself get the blood flowing and thankfully i was able to and um yeah so yeah i got it it, it actually was all right but god it was intimidating yeah. and in the bit it took so long to film and they they were like come on make it work make it work and it was just impossible to get the penis through the hole into it and yeah so that one never really came out the way it was imagined at the time but yeah it was horrified me but yeah Another thing was was the penis flattener. I thought that was going to be. Oh, that was. I terrifying. thought that was going to like could burst your wiener apart. But when I thought it was going to stop, like you know, blood getting to you yeah. forever. Like, yeah, just you know, totally. when you lose a, a appendage or yeah. something like that. The yeah. device, you know, uh, like looked so medieval. Yeah, and it looked like a torture device. But yeah, once it was on securely, like it didn't actually hurt at all. Yeah, it was, and it was great. But yeah, so that was the one that I didn't think was going to be as bad. 
It was horrifying, it was. actually. But yeah, it was scary. So- because it flattened out so much. And I think, like, you don't really get the perspective when um, you're watching it from the TV or a screen. But it was really flat. Like, it was a piece of paper. Yeah, I think some... some When that idea was first told to me by Jeff, I was super, like, intimidated by it. And I guess, like, a, a friend of ours it sends us these crazy videos, found, like, these characters out of Germany... Yeah, you know, came up okay. with that device. So you know how you can experience this on your own. And I was thinking about it. Um, if you want to see what it's like or feel the sensation, what Chris's vice penis was like, get yourself a book and then put another book on top, and then just press your penis down underneath it, and you'll kind of see. You might get the flat. sensation. The funny thing is that is that my penis has left a permanent. Yeah, like the sweat. Mark kind of, on the plexiglass. It's yeah. still on. It's like a fingerprint. Yeah, it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. It's like an imprint. But that's what it would be if you yeah. just put two books together and then clenched it down. It slowly See how it. flat you can make it. And that's what... But don't try but it. Don't try I mean, you know, maybe try it. <laughs> you know, like, you know when on Jackass, you know, we always have to say, don't try this at home in, in the whole like thing in the beginning. I saw, I think it was Japan's version of that. And it goes to the warning thing, and it goes. They actually said, "Blah blah 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 blah." Yeah. That's what it says. <laughs> no, don't try this at home. They actually don't try it. Blah 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 blah. But if you do try it, then don't try then it. If you do try it, it's on you. Don't try this at home. We are professional. Get your penis squashed, victims. Use two books. Regular pill shouldn't try it. <laughs> Just squeeze it together. <laughs> okay, so this is from Daniel E. Valencia. What was the scariest, and I mean the most scared, you've ever been in front of a camera, whether it was Jackass or Wild Boys? By far the scariest I've ever been was when we did, I think it's called like the Dance of the Voladores. And um, it was in Veracruz State, Mexico. We, um, we were up in this giant like pole where there's a platform on top and everyone, four people have ropes around their waist and you're supposed to lean back and like you slowly like upside down like come like um down to the bottom it's like a slow motion bungee jump you unravel yeah you unravel and so steve was opposite of me first the guys that were um tying the ropes were like arguing whether the ropes were tied the wrong way which they were and so we get the ropes tied right and then they tell me to lean back so i lean back steve had like either a panic attack or he couldn't understand the language they were speaking and um but they were they were like a, a tribe there and so he like didn't know what to do. And I'm like, lay back, Steve, lay back. So I'm just hanging there upside down, panicking from like 50 feet up, like going, oh, great. Steve, not knowing what to do is going to get me like annihilated, be the end of me. And so finally he leans back and then all the guys lay back and, and we unravel and it was great fun. But that like hanging up there upside down by that sketchy rope, that was the scariest I've ever been in my life by far. Because I, yeah, it was sketch. That was a big trust And when you're egg. actually up there, like yeah. it's feels so much higher than it looks. Oh, obviously. God. And yeah. there's a guy in the middle who's like, who's like singing the song. Um, <laughs> like, and he so actually dude. does like jumps on top of it. It was insane. And the thing's like totally like that. It's the Voladora's dancer. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, we got to see yeah. that. Yeah, you can see it on Wild Boys. Oh God. Yeah, that was scary. So yeah. This question's from John <laughs> Jenkins. Man, what a guy you are. Thanks, Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know how hard it was to film the salmon breeding episode and was the lineage of the salmon actually carried on? 
Um, it was actually not hard to film at all. <laughs> like right when we got we got to where the salmon were, you know, it passed away after spawning. You know, the guy that was with us, like the the Alaskan, he just goes like this and like shows like the the salmon spoogy go everywhere and shows how the eggs come out and like it was like oh there's a clear idea no one had to ask and and uh you know so um it was pretty obviously what needed to be done you know that steve-o had to take one for the team in a and incubate nature in his mouth but no you know steve-o didn't become pregnant with you know baby salmons inside of him but yeah it was that was one of the best bits ever we actually we, the first time we were ever on the tonight show they showed that bit oh my god what an amazing bit like this guy's like check out what the male salmon does and he squeezes the salmon and the salmon come goes everywhere and he's like and look at the females and the eggs go everywhere like wow <laughs> steve open your mouth <laughs> let's breed some salmon steve's mommy yeah that was amazing steve was the mummy Wild boys were helping push nature along. Oh, yeah. They always have. They always, always have. Will. And they always will. <laughs> that was good. I uh, hope you're satisfied. Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins is when you poo into a, a plastic bag and then you, like, sniff it and get high from the fumes. Well, you got to let it ferment first. So yeah. this is from Christopher with a K. Has any phallus-shaped objects ever slipped into your posterior in the name of science? Blink Tyson for a Stevo against your will. No, I've never had Stevo's body inside of me, <laughs> <laughs> and I've never in the name of science either. No, but you know when um, I don't know if it's the same in your household, but whenever your significant other is kind of bent over something and you just happen to pass them and their bum is in your face, maybe there's always a finger that. Maybe a finger every now and again when I'm like um, bent over, you know, yeah, doing something. Stay up on me, just a, a sneak. Yeah, a sneaky finger every now and again when I'm passing by, just to keep you in check, just keep you. Better watch yourself. Um, all right, this one's from Harvey. Chris, your mum is awesome. She helped out my son at Old Navy in Slow last month with some clothes for school. She gave our son a party boy sweater and he absolutely was stoked. Um, she shared your pers her personal number and I just want to let you know that the world needs more people like her. Javier, the little boy, is a big fan and it really made his day. He struggles socially and your mom made his whole day and will forever be thankful. That's awesome. Thanks for letting me know. My mom is an amazing person and she helps so many people in a Back in the day, she like ran the skate park. And the reason there's this awesome, an awesome skate park in San Luis kind of begins with my mom. So, uh, yeah, she's a rad person. Thanks for letting me know. And uh, I'll tell her. I'll pass that on to her and yeah. make her day. She's so, an unsung hero of San Luis Obispo. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, my mom's rad. Yes, she is. Love you. Love you, Mom. <laughs> um, this is from Christopher. What animal has the best pecker? answer that it's a bat yeah bats flying foxes they have the most awesome wieners and they are circumcised too yep. or they look circumcised they look so much like the real like a uh, human yeah penis go have a look google it bat penis it's amazing okay that's enough questions for today so thank you so much and if we didn't get to your question we will so keep them coming anything you want to ask about you know advice Advice, advice about anything in life you know we love it so thank you so much and it was fun answering them and we'll see you soon you <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.